0: basketball reasons bill oram joined by brett dawson the forum club the athletics nba podcast network brett it's the morning after the nba suspended operations indefinitely due to the coronavirus outbreak um we've been we've been monitoring this um you know for i guess a couple of weeks but certainly in earnest this week as as you know fear about the virus has really i think taken off kind of across the country and and concerns about what you know sporting events and and large crowds um you know, could do to contribute to the spread and obviously the, the need to, um, um, contain or slow the spread. Um, so it's, it's a weird time. It's weird. It's weird time to try to talk about the Lakers, um, to talk about Lakers basketball. Um, we covered a game, Brett, uh, let's see what today's Thursday. We covered a game Tuesday night. And I think even then we were still just thinking games with no fans. And here we find ourselves, you know, no fans, no games, um, we don't know if there will be playoffs. We don't know if there. We don't know. We don't know if the season's over. Um, you know, I think the, the assumption is that there's going to be, uh, you know, some attempt to restart the season and 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 play the rest of the season in some form. But yeah, I, I don't. I don't know how, with any confidence, you could say that that's going to happen or work.
1: No, and it's. Um, you know, it's been. A, it's obviously been a strange week. And Bill, I feel like we've gotten way too familiar. With talking about difficult subjects as they relate to basketball, I mean, I think this year we've we've had a brief discussion about geopolitics, a significant discussion about Kobe Bryant, um, and now this—it's been very strange. Um, I walked into the practice facility yesterday, or maybe I don't know whatever day that was. You know, I, I think I asked you at one point yesterday when when's the when's going to be the last Laker game with fans? Is that going to be? Um, you know, was that is it going to be? Tonight against the Rockets, Thursday night is going to be Sunday against the Nuggets. And I think you said we've already seen that, that that was the Nets game was probably going to be the last game with fans. I think this was you I had that conversation with yesterday yes. at some point. Uh, and it's amazing how fast we went from that to this. I mean, you know, the the Thunder and Jazz are seconds away, literally seconds away from tipping off last night. And, and within an hour of that or so. Um, There's there's a suspension of the season. So it's been a dizzying couple of days. You're right to go from just thinking about what it would be like to be at Staples Center with the Lakers playing the Rockets or the Nuggets and no fans being there to now being so uncertain about just where we go from here and, and, and when and if the season picks up and how the NBA handles the logistics of it and just when we will see the Lakers again.
0: Yeah. So I think I think, you know, a few things to touch on today, um, maybe just what the last few days were like, you know, for us and, and, and around the Lakers, um, the season in total, as you touched on. I mean, you you called me yesterday um, and made a point that I thought was an amazing point, which was that the you know, we, we, we know about China, we know about Kobe, we know about obviously coronavirus now. But if you go way back to the start of this season, this wildfires were so severe in Southern California LeBron James was displaced from his home, like he was forced to evacuate. Like there was a story at one point early this season that LeBron James was driving around Beverly Hills trying to find um, a hotel for his family because they'd been evacuated. Like that is, you know, like for most people that would be one of the craziest things that would ever happen in your life. And and here, you know, five months later there have been three events that that have made that almost like have completely washed it from our memory. And I thought Howard Beck from Bleacher Report wrote a really good story about. Uh, how the NBA even, you know, resumes amid, amid this, this crisis. And he he called it one of the strangest and saddest seasons in NBA history. And he's, he's certainly right. I mean, and you know, that includes also the death of commissioner David Stern and, you know, the Lakers have been front and center in a lot of this stuff. And, you know, whether it's, you know, obviously, you know, being in China during, during the Daryl Morey crisis, Um, being, you know, having, you know, the most um, personal feeling, you know, the most personal organizational impact of of Kobe's Kobe's death. Um, You know, coronavirus is the is the one thing that they probably, you know, are having a kind of the same experience as as most other teams around the league. Um, You know, David Stern obviously was very close with Jeannie Buss, the owner of the Lakers. I mean, on a personal level, Jeannie Buss lost her mother this year, which is, you know, you know not you know on the global scale um, that that these other events were, but certainly still just you know one more thing in in the, in the season um So I, it, there's 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 that aspect. Um, as a Do matter of think, housekeeping feel- uh, there are it's a, go ahead
1: no one thing I want to say for people who haven't read it, you wrote um, very eloquently I thought about this year for the Lakers and what an odd. Uh, what a what a long, strange trip it's been just to this point. That was before even we had the suspension of games. That was after the Nets game, uh, which the Lakers lost. That's the last uh, experience we're going to have with the Lakers for a while. It was a very bizarre loss to the Nets. Um, but I thought it was a really good story people should read. Um, uh, you and I were at Staples Center very late as you made some changes to it, and I was reading over it, and uh, that story turned out great. And I think it really just sort of summarizes nicely um, what this year has been like for the Lakers, and, and I think um, – we should clearly stay the Lakers aren't the Lakers have not kind of said woe is me about any of this stuff, but it has been a whole lot of stuff to deal with.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's I think, yeah, I, I appreciate you saying that about that story. Um, you know, it's been a it's been a weird year to chronicle. Um certainly, you know, any any one of these events would be unprecedented in the, you know, in the history of the NBA and for you know an NBA player, you know, you got LeBron James in his 17th season. The, nothing like this is really any of these things have happened in his career. You know, the you know I'm trying. I'm trying to even think. You know, there there have been a handful of you know big you know stories, right? Like, but like nothing nothing comes to mind. Like on the level of of the China crisis, um, you know, I can't think of any anyone who who passed away who you know that impacted the league in the way Kobe's death did. Um, and then obviously coronavirus. I mean, the league being suspended is just you know without any kind of precedent. Um as a matter of housekeeping, um I, you know I, I, this is already out there, but if you're listening to the podcast and don't know, obviously the Lakers uh, are are you know shut down like the rest of the NBA, so that means that you know Lakers employees have mandatory work from home. So you know they they have mandatory work from home. I, you know Brett, you and I also have mandatory work from home, but we do that anyway, but also you know employees of the athletic are are not going to you know our offices you know around around the world. Um, you know, to do our part, you know, to help uh, prevent the spread of, of coronavirus. The Lakers also, Lakers players, you know, no, they're not. There's nothing mandatory. They're not practicing or anything like that. Um, they are. They have the option to go in and get and get some treatment at the facility if they wish. Uh, unclear if players are go in, are in fact going in or if any of them are choosing to stay home and self quarantine. Um, that remains to be seen. Uh, but that does kind of, Brett, get to a a question of. You know, what are NBA players doing during this time? Are you, you know, you know you have to be preparing, I suppose, in some sense that this season is going to pick back up. So, you know, conditioning, staying in shape, staying sharp, playing basketball um, presumably would, you know, like it's, that, that needs to continue, I guess, if you are, you know, a, a professional basketball player with an eye toward the postseason. I think the Lakers – you know i mean the the, the reason that this is straight feels extra strange for the lakers and again you and i are so up close to this all the time that that's the lens we're just inevitably going to see this through is this season's so important right in a basketball sense i mean not on a not on a you know not more important than the coronavirus outbreak but but within the within the the sphere of professional basketball, this is a really critical season for the Lakers. You had Anthony Davis on a, you know, one year remaining on his contract. You have LeBron James at 35 years old. You basically have a very, you know, seemingly limited window to go win a championship. And, and all of a sudden, you know, like there's no guarantee that there will be an NBA champion this year. There's no guarantee there will be an NBA finals uh, or an MVP. And, 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 And then, and then the question becomes like, will there be a next season or does this season get played out in the summer, potentially when the virus might, um, uh, uh, you know, might, might, might lessen. And then does that push everything back next year? And, and again, like, you know, you, it is a consideration, you, you just, it's unavoidable that LeBron is 35 years old. Um, I I, I don't know. It, It feels very trivial and I'm not trying to, um, I'm not trying to force this through as as a matter of great importance relative to the bigger picture. But I don't know what happens to um, the Los Angeles Lakers and their, you know, their aspirations of adding, you know, a 17th you know, championship. And, you know, eventually that will be important again. And, and the, I, I say that with some confidence because this year there have been several things, as we've talked about, that happened with the Lakers that we thought, how will we ever talk about basketball again? And there we were, you know, after Kobe Bryant's, you know, tragic death, I didn't think we could talk about, you know, wins and losses with a straight face ever again. Like, how could that matter?
1: Yeah. And I, know, I think in the we last went, couple of weeks we'd gotten there. It's crazy. Particularly the last weekend, which was, I, I think we had reached that point before where basketball was feeling normal. There were still these nights or these moments where Kobe was that, the, that, the, the, that story had a real presence still. There were nights where they went to a place or there was a, a some kind of memory, something would come up and they're, you know, like uh, I think the NBA and the Lakers in particular have grieved for Kobe in the way everybody grieves for, Everybody, I mean, people grieve differently, but you have these moments. You always have this, uh, your grief is not like a linear process. You don't just get better and better and better with time. You have good days and then something comes up and it brings you back. And that was still happening. But I think certainly when you think about last weekend, the Bucks and the Clippers, the biggest weekend of the regular season for the Lakers and the fact that they won both those games and LeBron James was spectacular in both those games having after having not beaten the Clippers and LeBron having not played well in those first two games – that weekend was all basketball. It felt very much about basketball, even with the coronavirus spread kind of lingering on on the fringes of the, the 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 that that weekend and and those two games. It really was not a big talking point. We didn't walk out of the Clipper game spending a lot of time thinking about how much longer were we going to have fans in the stands. We were really talking about were the Lakers now establishing themselves as the favorite to win the title. Which it's it's one weekend. You can't say that was definitive. But look, they had just beaten the other two best teams in the league on a on a weekend when LeBron James had played great. And it was really a basketball discussion for for three or four days.
0: Um, and suddenly it's not. If you remember, it was after that Bucks game when our when our um, our friend Tanya Ganguly from the L.A. Times at the end of LeBron's scrum. Like basically got in a, a, a scrum. Of course, is is the you know the media availability a player has at his locker or post game. This is traditional setup. Uh, you know, media is all you know gathered around and kind of you know in the in kind of the bubble of the player. Um, LeBron, it was basically done. And Tanya kind of forced in one more question, which was, "Hey, have like like what do you think of the possibility of of um, th- that has been floated of games without fans uh, to prevent the spread of coronavirus?" And that was when LeBron, I mean, LeBron, I think, would he would he himself would say that he wasn't very educated on the issue at that, at that point in time, because his response was, you know, probably not what the league wanted to hear, which was, you know, like, oh, I'm not playing without fans. Like the fans are the lifeblood of the NBA. I'm not, you know, I'm not playing without them. Which, you know, in a normal circumstance is the sort of thing that makes sense for LeBron to say, but this is obviously far from normal. And by Monday or Tuesday, he had uh, he had obviously reversed course. I think he'd probably gotten some better information and had a better understanding of the of of the of the um, the scope of of the crisis, and had wa- and had obviously cha- uh, um, walked those comments back. But that was the only real um, discussion over that weekend, and it was it was like you to your point, it was really more of an afterthought than anything yeah. else.
1: And it was very theoretical. It was like, what if this happens? Um, and it was it was by the way. Uh, I don't know if this is irony, whatever it is. Oddly, it is most likely the last question LeBron will answer in that kind of scrum all season. Um, Because I suspect even if, if, and when the NBA comes back, we will probably maintain, you know, the safe distance uh, protocols that the league put in. So we were six to eight feet away from players, all that sort of stuff. Um, You said, and also you said LeBron, you know, would probably say that he was uneducated. He admitted as much uh, when he talked to us, I guess that was Monday. Uh, days run together so much in the league. Um, but I think this was Monday shoot around, right. was the first time we were all behind, cordoned off away from him. And he
0: said that it he, was Tuesday, right? Like, cause they played the Tuesday. nets on Tuesday.
1: Oh yeah. Tuesday, sorry. Tuesday shoot around. Cause it was a Tuesday game. Sorry. I, again, days of the week, bad. Um, but no, he said uh, he said he was unaware when he made those comments that that was something the league had actually really discussed. It wasn't just a theoretical thing that had been thrown at him by a reporter. It was a thing that was being discussed within the league, and he had been unaware of that when he said it.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting. You t- you mentioned the six to eight feet back. I had a, a, a surreal is the only word that keeps coming to mind um, these days, but a surreal experience pregame against the Nets on Tuesday. It was the first day of those media, um, new media access rules. Um, and, and Frank Vogel did his pregame availability in, in an interview room. He usually does it in the hallway, you know, in more of a scrum style. And I had had a request in with the Lakers before the new media rules went in to speak to Avery Bradley for a story I was working on, which now feels, uh, super irrelevant and may never see the light of day, but we'll see. Um, and, And the Lakers brought him out of the locker room uh, pregame to to speak to me, uh, which generally we'd be in the locker room pregame and I could just go up to Avery and ask him for a few minutes or, you know, whatever, you know, like that's more of like a a person to person negotiation oftentimes. But I'd ask the Lakers uh, if I could get him. They brought him into the interview room and he sat in the front row of kind of the, the chairs where the media would generally sit. And, and I, being aware of the the fact that you know trying to maintain a, a safe and respectful distance, but also be in a position to have a normal human conversation, I tried to leave a row between us. And the six to eight feet thing is like for um, group interview sessions. One on ones are still allowed. You know, the idea I think was that you could still like you know have a one on one conversation in a fairly normal setting. Um, but I went to sit in the third row, leaving a full row between us, and a Lakers PR representative actually asked me to move a row further back, farther back. Which at the time was like it was it was it was an odd experience, right? Like Avery even kind of was like, "This is so weird." And so I'm I'm sitting probably five, five to six feet away from Avery Avery Bradley with two rows between us, trying to have a you know a conversation you know across this expanse. Um, it was it was you know I, I I don't know if this is like how people feel when they visit their family member in prison, you know, and there's like a partition and it just feels like you are not. Actually, in the same space as the person you're having the conversation with, even though they're right there that that' that's how that felt um and it, it was it was for for a day that was the new normal um and, and now we have no idea I don't know I don't know if we'll be talking to players again this year it's just what's so strange and it's weird that you have an Avery
1: Bradley story because the so Friday night before the bucks game. I, I got Avery in the locker room for a story that one of our colleagues at The Athletic is working on. I, w- I guess I won't say what that story is just in case he doesn't want his story out before he puts it out there. But it was a story that that Avery could help with. And so I was interviewing him f- on behalf of this other writer. And then while I had him, um, I had planned to write a story, which I guess I can freely talk about now because this story is not happening. I had planned to write a story about the way the NCAA tournament um kind of plays out in the NBA. How much do guys watch it? Do they do brackets? Is there uh, wagering? Is there trash talk about your alma maters? All that sort of stuff. Um, And Avery and I talked about it. And what was funny, when I first brought up the prospect of talking about the assembly tournament, he said he didn't want to talk about the idea of there not being fans at it, which is what he assumed I was going to ask about because he didn't really have an opinion on it. What we actually ended up talking about then instead was about this idea of how much the players watch it and all that sort of stuff. And now <laughs> the players are not going to watch it because it's almost certainly not going to happen. Um, and the NBA players will not be together because they will be away from uh, each other while the league is suspended. It's just crazy how much, you know, it's Thursday. On Friday, that's a story I was working on doing. On Thursday, every bit of that story is irrelevant.
0: I mean, and yeah, I mean, listen, like it was, I mean, just the difference between... The difference between Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like you talked about when, with the focus was so much on great basketball and the fact that the Lakers had found their mojo and they were, you know, I, you know, I, I've, I, you know, I, I think, you know, Dave McMenamin and I were talking after they beat the um, the Clippers on Sunday and he was like, the story now is, and he's completely right, is that, you know, after Golden State was dethroned, uh, I'm sorry, after Golden State, basically the, the Warriors, you know, when had their injuries and that and that dynasty more or less broke up, the story of this season has been that there has been no favorite in the NBA. Well, after beating the Bucks and the Clippers, the Lakers showed that they should be the favorite. And it's like, you know, that that was the that was the spirit coming out of the weekend with the Lakers was that they were now like the team to beat in the NBA two days and two, day, and, two day, and two days later I mean yes they lost to the Nets but I mean th- that happens in the NBA nope n- n- you know yes like it it's a story that they lost it's significant but you know it doesn't didn't really change anything I didn't think and now you just you you just don't even know you don't even like the the one thing I th- felt the most sure of was that there was going to be a Lakers Clippers playoff series now y- you don't you don't know because maybe the Maybe the playoffs are shortened. Maybe they're maybe they cut straight to the finals. You know, could we potentially just see a Lakers, Bucks, regular season champions. Sh- Shorten a five game series or something. I have no idea. I mean, it's it feels like anything could it literally anything could be on the table. That's the thing I think to me is that it feels like, like that sounds like
1: a weird notion, right? This idea of like, let's just have the two conference regular season conference champions play each other and we'll decide the title that way. Uh that seems like an insane notion, but you know what else seems like an insane notion is the NBA suspending its season for an undetermined period of time, which
0: literally just happened. There's just no we have no precedent for where we it's are. It's happening so fast. You know, th- that that's the thing. Like th- the the realities are changing so quickly. So things that felt completely impossible 48 hours ago have now happened. And so the poop the the, bol- the goalposts keep moving on what on what seems uh outrageous. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like i don't know what we're going to talk about on this podcast in the next in the next several weeks because it's likely not going to be about games involving the lakers um it, it it's a it is it, I, I don't know i i just you, you know you you and i have obviously never been through anything like this because nobody has we you know as a as a society we've never been um you know we in our in our time there's never been a situation where we're facing the the prospect potentially of you know the country being on lockdown. So, you know, the NBA is a, is a small piece of that, but it is, it is nonetheless a piece of it. And for sure, it's just try to understand it.
1: And it's a major, you know, above and beyond the NBA major league baseball, just put spring training on, on hold, which, We don't know how that will impact their season, but college basketball tournaments during the time we've been recording, I don't think the NCAA tournament has been canceled, but all the conference tournaments now have been canceled. Just like a thing that is a major part of people's lives, sports as entertainment as a thing that you watch is gone um, for some undetermined period of time. And so it is a massive part of a lot of people's lives that's changing. It's not the most important piece of this, but it's still, it's crazy to think about. It's just crazy to think about the amount of time I spend watching sporting events both professionally and just in my home. And that's just that's just not a thing that exists. I watched the last minute of the, the St. John's Creighton game at the Big East Tournament just a little while ago. They they suspended that game at the half. Um, but I just watched it thinking, like, I don't know when I will see basketball again, so let's just watch some of this.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I remember when I used to watch sports before I had children. <laughs> yeah. That was a time that's in my life. That's why I have never had any. Uh- you, you, you just you just love you just love just your the biggies Big tournament biggies action too much I remember that six overtime game what if i'd had a kid Jeez. <laughs> um all right well listen um th- th- last last word i think here is if you're listening to this podcast uh we sure appreciate your support we appreciate you following along this season it has been unlike any season um in the history of professional sports um Across the NBA, I think specifically for the Lakers, listen to your health officials and health guidelines. You know, it, it seems it seems silly to say wash your hands, but wash your hands. Um, stay home. Don't travel unless you need to. And and there hopefully will be a, a time in the near future where we can talk about LeBron James as an MVP candidate and about about Anthony Davis in the fourth quarter and about Rajon Rond- playoff Rondo. You know, things that maybe we thought we would be talking about today. Um, those things will be back. Um, we just don't know when. So thank you for listening to Basketball Reasons, uh, and, th- and thank you for supporting The Athletic, um, listening to The Forum Club. I'm Bill Orem, uh, Brett Dawson. Any final words, Brett?
1: No, just, just uh, want people to know that you know we don't know exactly what will happen from here, but we will write stories. There will be stories about the NBA, yes. there will be stories about the Lakers, and we will even try to find some um that don't make you think just about this this uh this what I, sent you, I think now we can call a pandemic we, we will there will be other the world things
0: health, or, the world health organization finally is so yeah. I think we are safe yeah
1: so there will be stories we will find things to talk about and write about and uh hopefully people stick with us as we do that stuff and then at some point we'll be back to basketball we hope